welcome to the Healthcare Real Estate Advisor Podcast. I'm Joel Swider, and I'm an attorney with Hall Render. Uh, please remember that the views expressed on this podcast are those of the participants only, and they do not constitute legal advice. Um, today, we'll be talking about the recent Illinois Supreme Court decision in Oswald versus Hamer and its impact on property tax exemption for Illinois hospitals. Uh, I'm joined today by L.J. Fallon, Executive Vice President and Chief Legal and Human Resources Officer at the Carl Foundation Health System, and Mark Deaton, Senior Vice President and General Counsel at the Illinois Health and Hospital Association. Uh, L.J. and Mark, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Very welcome. So, Mark, let's start with you. Um, could you give us some background, fill us in on what's been going on over the past six or seven years with respect to property tax exemptions for Illinois hospitals um, leading up to Oswald, which we'll focus on in just a minute? Uh, sure. Well, six years ago, uh, what I will call the new statute, uh, Section 1586 of the Property Tax Code, uh, became law in Illinois. And that new statute is uh, was the subject of the Oswald case that you mentioned. Uh, so six years ago, our Department of Revenue started applying the new statute immediately and granting uh, hospitals property tax exemptions under that new law. Uh, but the law was also immediately challenged in court that very year. Uh, and in one of those cases, the Carl case that I think we'll talk about a little bit more, uh, the appellate court declared the new statute unconstitutional in January of 2016. So at that time, our Department of Revenue stopped processing applications under the new statute, but that ended up to being about a one-year hiatus because in December of 16, a different appellate court uh, upheld the new statute in the Oswald case, and DOR started applying the law again. Um, the unfavorable Carl appellate court decision was eventually vacated, and I think that pretty much brings us up to the present uh, when our Supreme Court upheld the statute last month. Mm -hmm. Well, and could you give us, uh, before we proceed uh, further into these two cases, the, the Carl case and, and the Oswald case, give us an idea of the distinctions between the two statutes that are at play here. There's, there's Section 1565 of the Illinois Property Tax Code, which is kind of the general charitable statute um, and it's been around for a while. And then 1586, which is the one you just mentioned, which applies only to hospitals and, and has sort of a balancing test component to it. Uh, sure. And you put your finger on one distinction uh, between what I'll call the old law and the new law. Uh, the old law applied generally to all charitable organizations. So not just hospitals, but things like YMCAs or scout camps or museums, etc. The new statute applies expressly to hospitals and health systems. And the old law uh, was really rather murky and fuzzy, uh, not quantitative, whereas the new law uh, designed for hospitals is, is very specific, um, mathematical. Uh, it measures the value of healthcare services that are delivered to the poor and underserved, and then it compares uh, that number to the value of property tax exemption. Um, one huge problem under the old statute uh, is that the, the language was very close to the constitutional test, which still applies, 
the Constitution requires that property be used exclusively for charitable purposes, and the old statute required that the property be owned by an institution of public charity. So uh, very similar language, and it led to a lot of confusion. Uh, so I, I think the primary distinction is the new law applies only to hospitals and health systems and, and is a very quantitative mathematical test. Okay. So, and, and of course, there's a constitutional uh, directive here, too, that I think over, you know, kind of overlays both of these statutes. And, and maybe we'll get into that as we as we talk about these cases. Um, LJ, switching gears, could you know, the, the Carl Foundation Health System has been involved in its own property tax exemption battle, which, you know, started before Oswald, endures past Oswald, and uh, continues to the present day. Could you give us some background on Carl's tax exemption challenge from the city of Urbana, Cunningham Township, um, and what's been going on? How much is at stake here? Sure. So this all generated in the late um, 20th century, 1999, early 2000, the for-profit Carl Clinic Association and the not-for-profit Carl Foundation entertained the idea of integrating or merging. And what that would do for the local properties is because Carl Clinic was for profit, it was paying property taxes on the properties that it inhabited. So there were concerns from the local um, entities, taxing bodies, that should there be an integration, that that tax revenue would go away. So the local taxing bodies were kind of on alert. So that being the case, the integration did not go forward at that time. The taxing bodies were still concerned, and that generated some discussions and some actions by those taxing bodies with Carl and resulted in 2002 in a settlement agreement that Carl reached with the city of Urbana, Cunningham Township, the park and school district, whereby Carl made some payments, not strictly a payment in lieu of taxes, but made some payments over a five-year period. And in return, those signatories to that agreement agreed that they would not challenge Carl's property tax exemption going forward. Roll forward, if you will, to 2004, and the Cunningham Township Assessor put specific properties of Carl's, the Carl Foundation tax-exempt properties, on the tax rolls. Um, Carl appealed that to the Board of Review. The Board of Review um, didn't grant those exemptions. Uh, the matter ultimately went to the Illinois Department of Revenue, who also found by 2007, so there was some passage of time with the proceedings before the local Board of Review and the Illinois Department of Revenue. In 2007, the Illinois Department of Revenue for the four parcels at issue did deny the exemption request uh, stating that the properties were not in exclusive um, charitable ownership or charitable use. And that then caused Carl to move forward both with an administrative claim before the Illinois Department of Revenue and its litigation in the circuit court regarding the what Carl characterizes as the unauthorized um, action by the Cunningham Township Assessor to put those properties on the tax rolls. And a number of issues have been generated since then. So part of that, is, well, first, I guess, give us an idea. I mean, it's millions of dollars we're talking about, right? I, I forget is, the number. Yep, yep it's $20.8 million now. Um, during the course of the litigation, Carl did settle the matter with the uh, Urbana School District and Urbana, uh, Urbana Park District uh, for approximately $7 million. 
so there is some um, reduction in the amount that Carl could recover. So the amount at issue is $20.8 million, but what Carl seeks to recover after taking into uh, account the settlement is about $8 million. Okay. And, and part of the argument, as you were, as you were mentioning is, is that essentially the Cunningham Township assessor failed to enforce or, or, or at least failed to properly enforce the law as it existed at that time and as it now still exists. Is that, is that right? That's right. That, that is our position. We did have a motion for summary judgment on that particular issue at the circuit court level that was just ruled on in the last month and a half. And the judge at the circuit court level uh, did not grant our motion for summary judgment on this that issue and believed that the assessor did have the authority to put those properties on the tax rolls. So that issue will be part of what is litigated in the trial that is currently scheduled for January 2nd of 2019. We believe we disagree with the judge's uh, ruling on that motion for summary judgment, and we believe the issue um, can either be appealed after trial or can be the subject of a post-trial motion. Okay, got it. And and so one of the things I think that that ties these two together is the fact that you know in 2016, as as the case was was winding its way through the courts, the appellate court said that Section 1586, which is that hospital exemption statute Mark was mentioning, could apply to Carl's uh, case, even though the, the tax years in question predated passage of, of that legislation. Um, and of course, we have this issue that has been raised in Oswald and and, and I think now is, is going to come into play um, as Carl's case was remanded, which is the constitutionality. Of 1586, um, I guess maybe Marks, could you tell us a little bit about you know what what was the basis? And this is now I would say more to do with these earlier decisions. But what was the basis for holding Section 1586 unconstitutional? Um, sure. Uh, in some ways, it was very simple. Uh, as we've already mentioned a couple of times, there is a constitutional test for property tax exemption, and that cannot be waived or uh, superseded by the legislature. So the new statute says, essentially, if a hospital satisfies this new statutory test, the director of revenue shall grant an exemption to the hospital. So the plaintiff's argument in Oswald and in Carl, I think, was that that statutory language saying shall was directing the Department of Revenue to grant an exemption without regard to whether the hospital satisfied the constitutional test, that the statute, the legislature, was somehow ordering the Department of Revenue to ignore the fact that there was a constitutional test. Um, so the Illinois Supreme Court, in the Oswald case last month, said, uh, no, that was not at all the legislative intent, uh, that it was clear from the preamble to the legislation that the, the General Assembly understood that there was a constitutional test and that statutes in Illinois do not have to expressly reference related constitutional uh, provisions. A statute never has to say, by the way, make sure you follow the Constitution, that that is that is uh, taken as read. So boiled down, 
uh, to its essence, that was really the dispute uh, in the Oswald case. And, and the Supreme Court resolved that uh, by saying that uh, both the statutory test and the constitutional test have to be satisfied by a hospital. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, Mark, sticking with you for a minute, because I want to I want to return to Carl and how this is going to impact that case going forward. But as as part of the Oswald case, I mean, that that was a, a facial challenge, right? That saying that, you know, there is really no set of facts under which a hospital could meet both the constitutional standard of, you know, charitability uh, and exclusive use for charitable purposes and could also meet this balancing test because, as you mentioned, it was silent uh, as to the charitable question. Um, I guess, does that mean that hospitals just need to meet the balancing test? I mean, is that or, or does that mean, no, you know, we need the Department of Revenue to continue to look at charitability and, and, and maybe there's even more of an emphasis now after this case? What, what are your thoughts? Uh, it, it's always been our position, uh, as the Supreme Court ruled, that hospitals have to satisfy both the constitutional requirement and the statutory requirement uh, created by our, quote, new statute. Uh, the constitutional language says that, char that exempt property must be used exclusively for charitable purposes. That's the constitutional test. We refer to it as the, quote, use test. Um, and the, I think the big question on the horizon is exactly what does a hospital have to demonstrate, prove, what kind of evidence uh, to satisfy uh, the use test used exclusively for charitable purposes. Um, that question was not satisfied, or I'm sorry, was not answered in the famous Provena decision back in uh, 2010. The sure. court uh, did not come to a, a decision on what that meant. Uh, our position is that it's a, a relatively simple, non-quantitative test, that if you're using your property exclusively for providing health care for all who need and apply, that's a charitable purpose. Um, but I, I think that will be uh, the next battleground for for those who oppose hospital property tax exemption. Mm -hmm. And do you, do you think, and I guess switching back then to LJ, I mean, the, you know, now we, we see, okay, the, the statute is constitutional. As Mark mentioned, you know, and the court talks about this, well, you've still got to meet the charitable test. We, that was always part of it. In fact, that, you know, that's a key component of, of the argument. Um, but, uh, you know, how is this going to impact Carl's exemption claims, you know, they're going to be governed by 1586 as per that earlier decision. Um, and, you know, Carl's case has been remanded. Are, is that as, and then maybe this is a procedural question, would, are, are they, is it still going to be adjudicated under 1586 or is there some chance that the court would say, you know, we, you know, we take that back. I, I assume that's been settled at this point. Right. So we had claims in our case, both under 1565. So the broader uh, charity exemption, property tax exemption that Mark referenced, and then also under 1586. So after the Oswald decision, we in the last couple of weeks filed a motion to dismiss our 1565 claims. So it's our position that 1586 and the Oswald opinion apply in the Carl case. And that, again, as Mark referenced, that the 
constitutional test as articulated in the Oswald opinion is, and we're taking the position that the exempt property must be used to benefit an indefinite number of people by promoting their general welfare or lessening the burdens of government. So it isn't a quantitative standard, um, and it is one that we believe Carl meets not only the use test, um, but also um, the ownership test as well. So that will obviously be the subject of the, the trial um, that will proceed at the beginning of 2019. Okay. And I guess last question then, LJ, I think, um, you know, the, the, we, the, the Oswald case was fairly limited in in the the respect that it was a facial challenge, um, you know, no set of circumstances. It was really kind of examined in a vacuum. Is there any chance? And obviously, this is pure speculation, so we, we won't hold you to it. But is is there any chance that the uh, court would say, well, you know what, as applied here, you know, or, or, or maybe Carl's case or others, as applied here, uh, we don't think it's constitutional because of you know for whatever reason. I mean, do you think that, or, or do you think 1586 is pretty well settled law at this point? But any any thoughts given to that as you're going forward? Um, I wouldn't hazard a guess because I will admit that some of the rulings that we've seen at the circuit court level, as well as even the appellate and, and Supreme Court level in the Carl case, have not necessarily followed the logic that we thought they might. So is there a possibility that Judge Rosenbaum, who's newly assigned to this case, um, would find that 1586 doesn't apply um, to the Carl situation. I suppose that's always a possibility. We hope that that won't happen, and that's why we dismissed the 1565 claims that we had as alternative claims in our lawsuit, so that it, so that the argument really would be focused on 1586. And so, um, you know, of, of course, the judge could make that um, determination. We, of course, would would appeal that we believe that the Oswald opinion is solid. Um, and again, the question of, of, of exclusive use is something, again, that we believe is pretty clearly articulated in the Oswald opinion. Uh, the defendants in the case, as you would imagine, um, do not believe that to be the case. Interesting. All right. Well, this is certainly going to be um, one to watch. And of course, good luck, LJ, uh, with it, because, uh, you know, I think not only in Illinois, but I think other states are are, are looking closely at this. Um, and obviously, we represent a number of hospitals uh, in the Midwest and throughout the country that, um, you know, I think are, are, are sort of uh, their ears are perked up to see how this comes out. Um, and, and these debates have, have been raging, as you know, in other states. So uh, so we'll be continuing to monitor that, LJ. I really appreciate um, LJ and Mark both of your time today. Uh, so thanks a lot for, for joining us. I appreciate it. You're Great. very welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thanks. And um, I'll remind our, our listeners for more healthcare real estate content. Please subscribe to our podcast, and if you'd like to be added to our monthly healthcare real estate advisor newsletter, uh, feel free to send me an email, jswider at hallrender.com, J-S-W-I-D-E-R at hallrender.com. Mm -hmm.